Yo, what's up? Welcome to another episode of Demolition. I'm Gray. I'm joined as always by my co-host, Nathan. We do a very simple podcast in which we listen to punk, hardcore, metal, and adjacent music that people submit to us. It's typically our first time hearing the releases in question. We strive not to make objective value judgments. We're not trying to be critics. We're not running a review show per se. We just honestly react to what it is we hear. Sometimes we like stuff, sometimes we don't. But ultimately, the goal is to put new stuff in front of you, encourage you to uh, interact with this music, broadly speaking seek out new releases on your own hopefully we just do a little bit of the footwork for you if you like something that you hear uh, certainly don't let our opinions influence your own pick something up um, you know buy a record go see a show all that good stuff we have 10 bands in the queue each week we roll some dice and we usually get through between five and seven of them that's really all there is to it uh, i apologize in advance if i'm a little lethargic or if i stumble over my words at all tonight I've, i had a, uh, i don't know I, I slept on my fucking neck or or something wrong and i had to take a muscle relaxer just to to ease the uh, oh you broke edge yep i broke edge that's right <laughs> uh, <laughs> i had to take a muscle relaxer to ease the excruciating pain they are prescription um, uh-huh so are lots of drugs that people take <laughs> ask your neighbor upstairs i'm sure he's got a whole bunch <laughs> well i'm not high i'm just um I'm, like i said i'm just a little, uh, a little you lethargic. Sound, you sound pretty high to me. I think that that's exactly what your neighbor would say if the cop shows up. I'm not high. I just had a crick in my neck. <laughs> I took a couple muscle relaxers, and I'm just a little lethargic right now. Yeah, I just shot up a shit ton of heroin. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm not yeah. high or anything. Um, but uh, but nonetheless, I think uh, I think we're in for a pretty decent episode tonight. We got uh, we got a, an eclectic mix of bands in the queue, uh, any of which seem probably equally viable to be to be pretty good, I think. So okay. um, you got any uh, anecdotes or uh, interesting tales to share from your last week of existence? No, I mean, yeah, I guess, right? I mean, just thinking about, you know, like the dystopia that we live in is not the dystopia that I asked for. Sure. Um, you know, I watched um, some shitty anime on Netflix and decided that I'm pretty much utterly done with Netflix original productions. Yeah. Um, I, I watched this fucking Godzilla Singular point. Oh yeah, yeah. I haven't checked it out. It's fucking terrible. It's every every Godzilla's in it for all of. Why do you watch a Godzilla movie? I mean, you want to see kaiju destroying things and fighting. You want to see Godzilla specifically for destroying sure. things, right? Yeah, exactly. Godzilla's in this thing for all of ninety seconds, maybe maybe two full minutes of continuous screen time. Yeah. And then the entire rest of the series is the main characters speaking this hyper-dense pseudoscientific gobbledygook about Godzilla being uh, from the future and the kaiju are from, from the future. And they have to figure out a way to get some AI to form some super quantum future time-traveling computer to solve the problem of Godzilla. None of it makes any sense. And because I watched it with subtitles on, and Japanese is such a fast fucking language, like this, like syllabically, you know, it just goes yeah. by. Mm-hmm. Um, the subtitles are going by. You you literally can't keep track of any of it. And uh, it's just 80, 85% of the show, 85% of the show is just these three main characters gibbering back and forth about uh, fake science stuff. Yeah, it sounds horrible. I think yeah. that I think that's a thing that's like endemic to a lot of um like fantasy, sci-fi or general like nerd oriented properties in the last like 10 years. I honestly think man, as much as I like the first two movies in the series and I think 
they hold up to repeated viewings. I really think you can blame a lot of that on like the Nolan Batman trilogy because with each progressive movie, Batman is in the movie less. And I think it imbued like Hollywood and like film and television producers with this idea that everything has to be this like character driven, weighty affair. Um, and I think the reason that I still like Marvel movies a lot, even though like we've certainly far, you know, uh, surpassed the saturation point for that stuff is because it's like, it's, it's happy to be, uh, easily digestible, like fun. It's just, you know, eye pop and scenery and effects. They're not, they're not aiming to do anything beyond, um, entertain. Whereas like, I feel like there's so many instances in which they want to elevate the form, you know? And it's just like, dude, this almost never fucking works. I just want to see Godzilla fucking eating, eating yeah. people, fucking fighting monsters, blowing shit up. That's it. I'd, I'd have been perfectly happy without 15 episodes of sheer exposition. Yeah. Yeah. And instead they just say, Hey, Godzilla's from the future. It's pretty crazy. We got to figure this stuff out. All right. And then it's 13 episodes of Godzilla fucking shit up and fighting other monsters and fighting the military. And then in the last episode, hey, we got it. Right. Yeah, we exactly. figured it out. Let's go. <laughs> well, also like uh, the Netflix original anime productions, I think are have have from jump more often been misses than than hits you know yeah it's it's it, it was I, I really felt dumb and bad for watching the whole thing but i did because you know how it goes yeah for sure and honestly netflix can fucking eat it because they never finish anything anymore some yeah. gets into two seasons in and then they're fucking well we're done yep for sure we're just gonna drop it right in the middle right yeah yeah that seems yeah. to be about the way it goes and you know what as far as marvel's concerned they can fuck off too Oh, they have yeah. reached a saturation point. I'll watch a Marvel movie. Fine, it's fun. I don't give a fuck if I ever see another one. That's how I feel about it, right? Yeah, that's fair. At I that point, at that point, you. who gives a shit? Stop making the fucking movies. Right? Yeah, I still like them. I still look forward to them, but I understand your perspective. At, at that point, it's just you know the fucking the fucking fanboys and the you know the, the fucking you know people crying like like it's like it's serious drama and like it's <laughs> real like it's fucking real, right? Dude, yeah. I, I didn't see the end of Avengers, Inf you know, Infinity Infinity War or whatever. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck happened. I assume they all came back and everybody won the day because I didn't hear anything, right? Uh -huh. I didn't hear anything like, well, Thor's dead forever. Right. Right. Yeah. So who cares, right? I don't really care how it ends. I don't really care to hear Thanos' exposition and his story and why he is. I'll tell you why. He's a fucking asshole because he knows goddamn well he could have solved the problem without doing what he did, but he chose what to do. It's not. He's not an interesting character, right? <laughs> fuck you. You know, and uh, I feel the same way about a lot of it. So when we were, when I was in, in, in the movie theater watching it, did I go with you? Uh, you may have, yeah. Or I don't Paula, know. Whoever yeah, I, I think was you with, may have with Paula, yeah. Whoever I was with, when people started dying at the end, because there were, you could hear like, you know, dying, whatever. What does that mean, right? What does that mean in comic book world? Nothing, right? For sure, yeah. Um, but uh, like you could hear people like going. Shh, 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 like it's super like important to watch these people turn to like, you know, pixels and float away. Yeah. And, and um, um, people started like crying and there was one girl was like, no, no. And like, you know, <laughs> no, fuck off. Right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You think that's, you think you really feel a real emotion, right? Right. Yeah. May I present to you the people scrambling to escape the Taliban in Afghanistan and their real fucking problems. And here you are crying about Thanos and what he done did to the Marvel Universe. Fuck off. 
<laughs> I still have a, I still have a softer place in my heart for the nostalgia that that stuff evokes than you do, and uh, I, I did feel emotions about those films. But again, I think that your position is certainly justified and, and, and understandable. You know they should have fucked them up, right? Don't give me this bullshit. They turn the fucking black shit and float away. Fuck them up. <laughs> Mangle them. Mangle them. Turn yeah. them into fucking juice. Pulp them right there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. then have like, you know, Stan Lee's visage come on. Everybody's waiting for, you know, Nick Fury or something at the very end to show up. Have Stan Lee's visage show up and say, these characters are never coming back. <laughs> that would be a grand way to end the uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe for sure. <laughs> Why not? Go for it. Who gives a shit? You know, I, I'm basically, I'm, I'm right there with, uh, you know, I'm basically in the same position I am with... Uh, uh, Star Wars now too. I, right. I I will probably never watch another Star Wars production because who gives a shit? <laughs> yeah, it's fair enough, I guess. I'll probably be the sucker who continues to consume the shit until the day that I die, and I'm I'm perfectly happy to be that person. So it's uh, not the dystopia I fucking asked for. Right? <laughs> no, no, it's not. It's not that. Um. Well, you want to jump into the queue? Sure. Okay. Cool. So let's see. First up, we have Joy Boy with their release, Trick. I believe it is just uh, a single song. This was sent to us by Alex Schaefer. I'm not sure if Alex is in this band. There was no context provided about the band at all. Um, so I, I really have no idea what to expect here. He did say, oh, he said new hardcore, and he uh, wrote new, like, in you, uh, like new no, metal. So no. I'm really hoping that this is not new metal uh inspired hardcore but from the picture of the band it doesn't look like it it would be that way from the picture of the band it looks like some brown leather shoes and twisty mustaches yeah it does well guys that veer that way anyway right for sure yeah with i mean once you see that kind of hat you know and let me up. tell you you know that's a worthless piece of shit when you see it right <laughs> but yeah. you got brown leather shoes on and yeah. a twisty mustache bet you like the sound of a mandolin too eat it <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. Uh, then next up, we have Occulta with En Las Entranas de la Bestia. Uh, this was sent to us by TJ. He says it's more ripping metal shit from Bogota, Colombia. Then we have got Nunslaughter with Red is the Color of Ripping Death. This is uh, the new release from them. It was sent, uh, sent to us by Zach Honeycutt. Um, he mentioned in his email that this is uh, a band that, you know, obviously in certain death metal circles gets their due credit and acclaim, but in uh, they never have caught on in a larger way, which, yeah, I think is, is true because Nunslaughter has been around for a grip and they have been a, great the a, entire time. A very time. long time. Yeah, right. uh, we've, we've had the pleasure of sharing a stage with Nunslaughter at least once. Um, and, uh, yeah, they're a really fucking good band. I, I also don't understand why they have not caught on in a broader sense, but, uh, mm -hmm. even if we don't hear this on the show tonight, I'll certainly check this out. Jim Conyon was generally a blast to hang around with. Indeed. Hardly knew him, but, uh, he was a fucking maniac. So we'll see. I generally like Nunslaughter. I just, there's, there's, there's a, there, there's a point where a band has so many releases that you just don't bother anymore oh for sure yeah right even and none fodder's one of them. even some bands that i consider among uh you know their classic albums among some of my favorite favorite releases of all time uh are prolific enough that i haven't kept up with them for 10 plus years and that's just how yeah. it is you know yeah then next up we have got no future with their delirious void ep this is hardcore from australia i believe and it was sent into uh sent to us by uh vomax our homie micah 
Um, he says that it's good enough that he actually paid for the shipping from Australia. So this is either really great or he's a sucker, but that it occupies sort of the middle space between a whole lot of shit that he enjoys, hardcore, raw punk, D-beat, etc. Mm-hmm. Then we have got Wraith with Cloaked in, Bla- Cloaked in Black. This was sent over to us by Jeremy, who noted that we have uh, had this song on the show before. They are uh, a thrash band from NWI. Um, we had them, I think, pretty early on in the show's existence. I remember was, this. I remember this logo. Yeah, we thought it was pretty passable, um, like kind of kind of rock and thrash stuff. Um, it didn't stand out to us super hard, but we didn't have any beef with it. So I'd be interested to see if they've uh, progressed any since we heard that stuff like a sure. you know, couple years back. Then we have got Nuovo Testamento with New Earth. This is a band from Italy. It was sent to us by Grant Williams. He says it is uh, the summertime windows down jam of the year. Um, it certainly looks like uh, something that would fall into that category. Looks looks to be something synth heavy, if I had to guess. Mm. Then we have got Imploders with their self-titled release. This was sent to us by Kawi. Um, this is a Toronto, Toronto-based hardcore band that he uh, favorably compared to... Uh, I don't know some other good hardcore bands, Illiterates, and I think he name dropped somebody, somebody else as well. Sure, I've got and, this on pre-order. I'm waiting for it with the Chain Whip record. So cool. Uh, then we have got the new Amel and the Sniffers uh, record, Comfort to Me, which I don't believe is out yet, but the lead single is out off of this. This was sent to us by John Espino from Texas. Um, uh, so interestingly, I th- I don't know if you've heard the single off of this yet. I have. I have. I like it a lot. Uh, our friend Brandon, who is uh, a recent convert to punk and hardcore and all of the various uh, subgenres related to it, um, a few weeks back when we drove down uh, to the record store in uh, Hartford City, he asked uh, Josh and I if we had heard the new Amel and the Sniffers track and how bad it sucked and how he didn't like it at all. And I hadn't listened to it yet, and he put it on, and it was really good. So um, once again... Brandon um, proves that he is unpredictable in his tastes. Well, I, I will tell you why Brandon doesn't like it if we get this. Okay. All if right. we land on this, because I know why he doesn't like it. Okay, fair enough. And then we have got No Longer at Ease with their self-titled debut release. This is a band from Charlotte, North Carolina. It was submitted by John Fett. I've seen this band getting big upped by a handful of people. I think it is um, like melodic hardcore kind of in the in the vein of the classic stuff they are named presumably after the beyond record of the same name john also wanted to note that uh he in fact doesn't only listen to power violence and grind we know that i'm very aware of that fact um he favorably (laughs) compared this to bands like verse and bane john i assure you i am very aware of the fact that you also like hyper cornball melodic hardcore as well um but you know no shade i also enjoy many of the bands that you listed in your uh in your comparisons there yeah. I like i like bane i like turning point i like beyond so uh this is something i've been meaning to get around to listening to anyway i i, I have witnessed john on many occasions sing along with all his heart to the most mundane of singer songwriter acoustic shit and wishing that i could feel any modicum of joy and excitement like that in my life about anything <laughs> indeed and then last up we have got lesser minds with their uh it's just called july 2021 it's just two releases i believe this band just formed a couple months ago this was sent to us by brian birdsey who is in this band um i think when he sent the email it was just him and this other guy paul um who uh were doing this as like a two-piece 
Um, and he mentioned rounding out the lineup with other musicians. It looks like on this release, they finally did. So this uh, just came out in uh, the beginning of August. So let's uh, let's roll the roll the dice, see what's up first for the evening. Five. All right, uh, five is Wraith, the uh, the NWI based uh, thrash band that, like I said, we heard early on in the show's existence. This is uh, the first single off of an upcoming album called "Undo the Chains," and uh, the song is called "Cloaked in, ba- in Black." So we're going to listen to "Cloaked in ba- Black" by the band Wraith.
All right, we just heard the song Cloaked in Black by the band Wraith off of their upcoming record, Undo the Chains. I believe it comes out at the uh, end of September. So this is uh, definitely a bit better than what I remember, although like I said, I, I don't remember disliking Wraith at all. I think it was just something that we, uh, that we felt was perfectly solid, very capable at what it was doing, um, but didn't necessarily stand out from the crowd. And I think I, I still kind of occupy that space. This did seem a little bit better than what I recall them sounding like, which was, like I said, you know, at this point, almost two years ago. Um, this is a, a take on the kind of hyper-polished crossover thrash um, that is, is currently seeing a resurgence. You know, it's, it's got solid production value behind it. Um, the tones are, are, uh, are very clean and crisp. It's, like I said, just a modern take on a classic sound. But I thought that this was a really good attempt at it. There was a whole lot of shredding in this, um, way more like shredding guitar solos than I remember on the last, uh, on the last release, if, if memory serves me correctly. Um, and while, you know, some of the riffs felt a little bit stock, I think that's just kind of something that's part and parcel to, to playing this brand of like heavy crossover thrash. Um, it's hard to, to reinvent the wheel with the shit and do something original with the framework of this genre um wasn't mad at anything i heard i'm also a, a huge sucker for uh anytime a vocalist inserts a good all right into a song oh yeah that's always good yeah that's always good it always gets me hype um generally speaking i thought this was really really well done crossover um still like i said maybe not standing out to me as being like the top tier of bands that are doing this right now, but it's certainly approaching that level. I'm sure that this uh, this is probably going to garner them like a, a handful of new listeners. Um, it's it's good. I got nothing else to say about it. It's not necessarily the first thing that I would reach for, um, but uh, but it's good. I got no beef with it at all. How'd you feel about it? Yeah, I like this. I think that the yeah, I can't really recall the last time we listened to this band. Mm-hmm. But this definitely, um, if we did have any middling sort of issues about this band before, yeah, I mean, there's nothing to complain about here. No, not at all. Uh, if anything, the only thing that, 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 that they suffer from is sort of the saturation of stuff that sounds like this. Yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, yeah, this is, this is fucking good. So I still like that logo. That's one of the best fucking logos I've seen in a long time. <laughs> um, it's got solid artwork by, uh, what is it, Andre Bujakov. Yep um who municipal waste he's done a bunch of stuff right um toxic holocaust and like hardcore bands too um yeah shit's good it's a it's a solid release good looking package for sure um yeah the the all right they think uh early metallica Mm -hmm. there you go seek and destroy right so and yeah it's pretty solid i liked it for sure. And uh, yeah, like I said, this is coming out, I think, September 24th on Redefining Darkness, which is a label that I'm only passingly familiar with. They've only done a handful of releases that I've engaged with. I know they put out some of the Mutal Hatred stuff. Um, they've been going strong for, I think, about the ten, like about the last 10 years at this point. Um, so uh, keep an eye out for this about a month from now. Yeah, it's kind of weird because this is up on the Redefining Darkness site mm-hmm. on their band camp. Yeah. Um, but none of the tracks so far as i can tell but it's on youtube that's dumb yeah that's kind of weird i would i would think it would be more intuitive to just keep everything self-contained in a single place so i don't have to click on multiple links but uh then again what the fuck do i know you sell your records man i don't sell them fuck it yeah sure enough so yeah there you go i thought that was uh pretty much solid and in every way um nothing to complain about at all really solid crossover thrash stuff let's uh let's see what's up next uh, 10. 
All right, so nine. Oh, well, actually. nine. Sorry. Okay, so this is uh, this is the, the the Lesser Minds material that I know absolutely nothing about. You can find this at lesserminds.bandcamp.com. This newest release is just called July 2021. Uh, came out in August, uh, so you know a little bit of a misnomer if you ask me. Um, it looks like it's two songs kind of just crammed into one, but it's only a three and a half minute runtime and one song is an eponymous track. So I can assume perhaps that's like an intro, um, and they don't have them separated out. So we're just going to listen to both of them. So we're going to listen to lesser minds slash obliteration of the self by the band lesser minds.
All right, so we just heard the songs Lesser Minds slash Obliteration of the Self by the band Lesser Minds off of their release July 2021. Nate, how'd you feel about it? Uh, basement hardcore, right? This will live and die in a basement for sure. Man, that's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah, this I, I like this well enough. I give this a good solid B. Mm-hmm. I could have done with more of the jangly rocky bits. Yeah. Uh, like that jangly riff in the first song was a m- bit more interesting. Yep. Um, I could have done with less of the heavier uh, breakdowny stuff. Yep. But that said, this was such a mutt of a, this was such a, these two songs were such mutts. Mm -hmm. Like they don't, they don't stay in any one lane. Right. Um, So that's fairly interesting in itself, but that also completely relegates this to basement hardcore forever. Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, you 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 said basically everything I was going to say about this. Uh, we are of the same mind on this shit. It is, it it exists in such an amorphous space um, where a zillion different heavy music subgenres meet and overlap that it's it's sort of musical schizophrenia makes it inaccessible to anyone outside of that super limited space. And it even at that, it can only continue to exist. Uh, based on the strength of its live performance like this is a band that on any given night could you know shock you and unexpectedly be the best band that you've seen in a couple months mm-hmm. if the if the if the energy's right if the performance is on if they sound good if they're loud if the tones are good but you'll never ever put this on to listen to recreationally there are plenty of bands that have played the Harrison House that I remember really fondly and you know can still look back on those shows remember them very clearly and say yeah that band fucking slayed and I own a couple of the records and I never ever listen to them you know yeah yeah, and, and and that's I don't think that that's like a, a like a put down, you no. know, or anything like that. It's just it is what it is, and in some ways, you know, ripping hardcore, you know, comes from a lot of times the bands that like have a thing and they lock into something, right? Even yeah. if it's completely aping something, right? Mm-hmm. Which nine times out of ten it really is. Sure it's going to rip and it's going to, you're, you're going to put it on because it rips. Right. But that doesn't necessarily mean that they're doing anything interesting or there's anything that like, that's like terribly interesting. It's going to come out of it. It's just producing good poppy fucking earworm hardcore. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, so that's not a put down to say that this is basement hardcore. That's just a total fucking mutt. Cause sometimes good things and in, in like interesting things come out of this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's what this is. This reminds me of a million fucking bands I've seen in, 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 basements all over the place that uh, I thought were pretty good, but never, they never like, they never like nestled down into a specific spot in my head. Yeah, for sure. I think also the inclusion of the uh, baritone guitar in this, it, it puts it even more into that space for me because it's yeah. like, it's an odd, like off kilter choice. And right. I don't know necessarily that it adds a whole lot to this musically, but it's just, uh, it's just strange enough that it adds to like the overall eclecticism mm-hmm. um, and, and makes this even more of a, of a band that, as you said, will, will live and die in a fucking, in a, in a basement for sure. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there you go. I got uh, I got no beef with this. Seen a million fucking bands uh, in this in this lane over uh, over my at this point uh, long tenure in punk, and uh, many of them have stuck with me to some degree. But you know, just not records that I put on. But that's that's uh, that's fine. This is, that's still it's still a good spot to uh, occupy. Like I said, if this if this band is good live, then they could still be around for ten years easily. You know what I mean? <laughs> Mm-hmm. So, um, all right, cool. Let's uh, roll the dice. See what's up next. Two. 
All right, two is Occulta with Enlas Entranias de la Bestia. You can find this at occulta.bandcamp.com. That's O-K-V-L-T-A.bandcamp.com. They do the uh, very cult using a V as a U thing. Um, as I said, this was submitted by TJ. It's a band from Bogota, Colombia. I assumed that they are playing some permutation of, uh, well, I assumed that they were playing some permutation of metal just looking at this and looking at no, the name no, and everything. No. But it looks like not. They're playing uh, what they describe in their tags as uh, goth, post punk, dark punk, death rock. So there you go. I see. I, I knew they weren't playing metal because the, the 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 leather jackets are too clean. Those jackets are too clean. Well, I hadn't looked at a picture of the band yet. I had just like when I was scrolling through here, I just saw like the name Occulta. I saw like the black background. Right. I saw like the polished um, record cover. So I figured it would be some sort of metal, but it doesn't yeah. look like that at all. The jackets are too clean. The three of the members that have hair the hair is styled yep um in the in, inappropriate uh zeitgeist indeed for metal yep for sure um so uh yeah this is definitely not metal uh looks like the first song on here is uh the prelude or the intro so let's uh well there's also a um there's a, an eponymous track so uh so we can go let's, with that let's go with that so yeah. we're gonna listen to occulta by uh, the band of the same name off of their release and las entranias de la bestia
All right, we just heard the song Occulta by the band of the same name off of their release, En Las Entrañas de la Bestia. And Nate, how'd you feel about it? So coming in at first glance and looking at this band, right? Yeah. Looks super cool, right? Mm-hmm. I wish I could look cool like the people in this band, right? Indeed. Never in my life, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, like never, right? I mean, you can look at like, you know, a mink or a fox or something like, man, that's a good looking, that's a cool, good looking, sexy animal. Right? <laughs> right. Sure. And no matter what, no matter what situation you put the mink or the fox or whatever in, they're going to look good. Right? right. Yeah. They're suave. Right. Indeed. They got the right, the, the right body form. They got the hair. They got, they got a, a plethora of clothes that they can buy that fit them. Right? right. Sure. And then you look at like a fucking, I don't know, a fucking hippo. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh-huh. Looks like a piece of shit. No matter what. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? Except when they're fucking babies, right? Right. But other than that, it just looks like a piece of shit no matter what. The hippo can never look cool, right? The hippo right. just looks like a fucking nightmare all the time, no matter what you do to it. Indeed, right? yes. Uh-huh. So that's kind of how I am, you know, like that. that's a good analogy between me and the people in this band. So when I look at them and they look cool and suave and they're, you know, sitting who knows where and, you know, Bogota, but uh, there's some other cool suave people behind them. You think, man, these, these, these young kids are cool. They look good. They're in a cool fucking band, but I am not going to let the fucking heavy reverb and chorus on the guitar trick me because this was fucking boring. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Um, When you really got down to it, especially if you paid attention to the bass, that was some, my fucking first punk rock, my first death rock sort of band, uh, 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 riff there. Yeah, for sure. And the vocalist was carrying the entire package. Yeah, I agree with that entirely, man. This is the the effects on the guitar because there was like a phaser effect or a flange. Yeah, or whatever something. it was, right? It was almost on. You couldn't discern what it was doing a lot. Yeah, you couldn't. You couldn't even hear the notes that were being played uh, scarcely ever at any point in the song. So like. The simply like the production choices on this made it kind of impenetrably dense, but that's not to say that the music was dense because the music was in fact, you know, deceptively simple. Um, I, I'm totally with you here. I think the sheen on the package could easily fool uh, a less trained ear into thinking that this is actually cool and good. But in fact, it was, uh, it was real boring. I agree with you, man. It was, it was very boring. I felt myself at first with like the super, um, kind of like tribal percussive elements at play. I thought, you know what, this is actually, we talk all the time about, um, how interesting it is when bands from a particular area try to fuse like world music from their culture into the music. And yeah. I thought, you know what, death rock and like goth and stuff is actually um, a top contender for bands in which like a hyper percussive, like South American influence could work really well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was actually really excited coming into it when that, when the song uh, initially started and then it went nowhere and did nothing. So I, I will say Occulta, uh, is on to something by incorporating that into this track. Um, I would be interested to hear if they did it in other songs, but by and large, that was it was very boring and uninspired. And uh, I wish I I could say that I liked this, but I I unfortunately did not. Yeah, and when the drums went away, for, just went into like a standard beat. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. You know. Yeah, for sure. Mm. Wasn't that great? I you know. And, and I would like to hear what the fucking guitar was doing. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, what the fuck? Like, I don't know. I didn't like this. I thought it was boring. I like the way it looks and that's all. Yeah, for sure. But uh, unfortunately, you know, 
I I'm too wily to be to be ensnared in that trap. You can be cool and hot all you want to, but it's not going to make me pay for uh, shipping costs from Bogota, Colombia for this tape either. So yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, there you go, TJ. I'm sorry to disappoint because I know you said that this was cool, but uh, I, it is uh, cool, but it's not good. But it's not good. <laughs> exactly. Right. It's cool, but it's not good. <laughs> right. There's there's a person that left a review here. I'm not going to name their you know profile. You can go to fucking the Bandcamp and see it. Right. Yeah. But then I clicked on them and said, well, what else do they like? You know, because they seem really like this. Cool. Well, what else are you into? Uh-huh. Uh, in their uh, in their description uh-huh. of themselves, it just says, I love all music. <laughs> well, you know, well, how can I trust your opinion on virtually anything? <laughs> Indeed. Right? Yeah. How can I trust your opinion on anything at that point? Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. Yeah. You've just really knocked yourself out of the running as uh, somebody who's... Uh, whose critical analysis I'm going to take at face value, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like one of the easiest things to say you like or don't like, right? Yeah. <laughs> I like all music. <laughs> all right. Well, you know, I mean, obviously John is a happily married man, but otherwise I would suggest that maybe he's missed his uh, soulmate in this person, because as we comment on so often, John, is, John too loves all music. Oh, I think that, I think that, I, I think that John has, I don't think John would be so um, devoid of uh, self-awareness to just write, hey, I like all music. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I agree. Right? Right. <laughs> we know that in his heart of heart, he doesn't like all music. Right? Right, 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 right. He just likes, he likes his buddies and he's really hype on a lot of music, but he didn't like all music. Right. This person could possibly. Put it out, put it out there for the world. I like all music. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, for sure. So there you go. Occulta, cool, but not good. <laughs> yep. um, all right, cool. Let's roll the dice and see what's up next. Let's. Uh, I hope we get something that's good and not cool. So we, we have seven now, right? We have seven now, yeah. I, I have a new set of dice. I have a D7 in my hand. Oh, beautiful. It might be the weirdest die I've ever seen. I bet it um, is, yeah. It, it has seven facets, right, obviously. Right. None of the numbers line up with any of the facets. Uh-huh, yeah, they so would have to when, not, right? When I first pulled it, I was like, what the fuck is this shit? It's fucking broken, you know? Like, yeah. I, I ordered I ordered a new, I, I, I got some rule books and stuff for um, a new system, Dungeon Crawl Classics, and, uh, and I was looking, I was like, this is fucking bullshit. These dice are garbage, yeah. right? It's all fucked up. Nope, it's just how a D7 is. So I'm pretty excited to roll it because I've never rolled it before. Sick. Ooh, listen to that. Five. All right. Five is uh, imploders. So you uh, you said that you've already heard this stuff. Mm-hmm. You, you it's on Neon Taste, so come on. Yeah, it's on Neon Taste. Yeah, that is true. So you can find this at neontasterecords.bandcamp.com. I have not gotten around to listening to this yet, but, uh, you know, I imagine I'm probably going to like it based on who sent it in and uh, mm-hmm. Nate's recommendation and all that shit. So um, it looks like they have uh, the first song, Dimwit, queued up to play. So we're going to listen to Dimwit by Imploders off their self-titled EP. You know, we should not. It's it, That one is noticeably shorter than everything else, though. Okay. Um, I mean, it's, you know, it's a good way to come in, but let's just do like the second track. All right, cool. So we're going to listen to Shoot to Kill by Imploders off their self-titled EP. Thank you. 
All right, we just heard the song Shoot to Kill by the band Imploders off of their self-titled EP. So I try to always keep in, in mind the fact that every episode is is likely, you know, at least some, if not several people's first episode. Maybe. You know, so... You know we like this. Right. I, yeah, I don't want to belabor the point on this shit. I'm just going to say that, you know, this is literally perfect hardcore. And you, right. as we have said over and over again on this show... Do this over and over again until the day that I die and I will buy every version of this. It's basically like the same band with different names and different album artwork and a variation on the same three to four <laughs> songs endlessly. And I like it just as much every time. I'm literally like a, a full on fucking sucker for this. I am yeah. I am the fool that will be quickly parted with his money when it comes to this shit because I'm going to order a copy of this immediately, you know? And that side to side riff that comes in at like 105 or 106. Yeah. yeah come man. on. Come, come on. on. Yeah. You you know this, what you're doing. You got me. This is perfectly crafted, right? Like right. this is this is basically taking the mold that was you know formed in 1980, right? right? Yeah, and just cranking out the hits, man. Yep. Right. You can't you can't improve on this style. So this is good though, because to compare this to um, Lesser Minds, mm -hmm. right? Now make no mistake, it's not like imploders are going to be fucking like you know suddenly getting uh, lots of fucking hype all over the world and, and going to become the uh, the new anal and the sniffers of hardcore. Right? Sure, right, right, right. I mean, and, and I will say, in case we don't land on that's why Brandon doesn't like that. Uh, why is that? Because anal and the sniffers have blown up. Oh, that, that could be. That could be, sure. That's, I'm telling you, that's exactly, what, that's exactly why. Because if he'd have heard the new song first, is his first exposure to it, and the band wasn't like being hyped by every irritating fucking hip outlet, right? Right, yeah. Then uh, he would think it was fucking awesome. Yeah, that's probably the case. Anyway, it's not like, you know, it's not like Imploders are suddenly going to be like taking the world by storm and like making money doing this shit, right? So right. this is also basement hardcore, but this is basement hard hardcore that gets out of the region in which it was formed, right? right. Yeah. And this illustrates my point it, it, it perfectly is this is nothing new. Right. This is arguably so, not interesting. Yeah. It's nothing new and it's arguably not interesting, but it's so fucking good. Right. Yeah, exactly, man. It's just like and, a fucking, it's just like Twizzlers or something, man. It's yeah, not, it's, it's, I just, it's, I, I'll eat the, I'll eat a bag of Twizzlers in a single setting. It's not good for me. It's not reinventing the wheel. It's not redefining my taste, but like I will consume it happily each and every time you put a bag in front of me, you know? To stick with the candy analogy, right? Cause I get candy a lot. Right. I try. Yeah. God damn it. that I try? And I was good. I was good for a good while, man. Like last year, mm -hmm. I was really good at not eating candy and sweets and gas station treats <laughs> while I was at work. Right. Yeah. For like six months. Right. Yeah. And it wasn't I wasn't I wasn't good anymore about it. And, um, you know, so every time I walk into the gas station, I get gas or whatever. I got to see what kind of candy they have. And I know what kind of candy they have. And I get the same fucking thing every time, despite the fact that there's a million fucking options anymore. Right. I get goddamn Reese's peanut butter cups. Yeah. I mean, you can't fucking go wrong. Every single time, right? Yeah. Once in a while, I'll get a Zagnut, right? Maybe once in a while, I'll get a Zagnut. Maybe once in a while, I'll get, uh, you know, like a, like a high chew or something like that. Sure. Like, like the grape high chew, right? Yeah. But I'm always coming back to fucking Reese's peanut butter cups. Right. And it's the same thing with this. It's fucking perfect. Yeah. So there you go. Rock and roll, rock and roll based hardcore is the best form of hardcore. Yep, exactly. That literally should be the name of our show. Yeah. Um, so thank you. Uh, thank you to Kawi for sending that over. I am going to order a copy of this that uh, is literally as perfect as hardcore gets. That's fucking great. Let's uh, roll the dice. See what's up next. Two.
All right, two is Nunslaughter, so a uh, nice little nice little change of pace here. Uh, you can find this at nunslaughter.bandcamp.com. The record is red is the color of ripping death. Uh, it is not out yet. I believe that this comes out um, at the end of this month. I think in like uh, a week from today. No, a little less, like five days from the time of this episode. So um, I think you can order it uh, order it on their Bandcamp too. So if you end up liking what you hear, you can uh, you can pre-order this record right now. So Let's just listen to the first song that they have available off of this. So we are going to listen to Broken and Alone by Nunslaughter off of Red is the Color of Ripping Death. We just heard the song Broken and Alone by Don Slaughter off of their upcoming LP, Red is the Color of Ripping Death. So first of all, that was really good. I like that a whole lot. Opening the uh, the song with a Roto-Tom roll is uh, you know, a classic move in metal. Um, when done right is something that uh, that I always enjoy and I think is a, is just like a very uh, a fun sort of um, genre-specific trope. Um, this, uh, so this is like decidedly more overtly straight up death metal than a lot of non-slaughter music has been up to this point. Um, they've done a whole lot of splits with like grind bands. Um, they've done thrash bands, thrash bands. Right. And there's always been like, especially, you know, considering the scene that they come from in Cleveland too, there's always been like a a punk through line in a lot of their stuff, but Mm -hmm. this just sounded like straight up, like burly ripping death metal, um, sans like really any punk influence. The only way that this really still makes itself known or that, 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 uh, element really still makes itself known is that, um, that was a hyper abridged take on death metal. And one thing that we often advocate for is, uh, death metal abridging itself and editing itself, taking the critical components, um, sort of distilling them down to, to their essence and, uh, not overstaying your welcome. So 
doing that in a minute and 49 is is music to my ears both figuratively and literally um i really like that that took a lot of sort of like classic death metal tropes and crammed them all into you know an under two minute runtime track i thought that was really really good and uh and now i'm stoked for this whole lp yeah i again i like nunslaughter a lot i've got several nunslaughter records right to me to me um Whenever I hear this band, I'm like, yeah, this band fucking rules, right? For sure. Um, they never, uh, I guess, get the uh, get the center stage sort of treatment, right? Yeah. I think part of that is probably because they're so overt with their tongue-in-cheek shit. Yeah, that's that's possibly true. true um, yeah. I mean, they got the fucking look down. The Nunslaughter logo is classic. Yep. Um, I, 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 love, I, I love the overt blasphemy of it, right? Sure, yeah. But yeah, this is fucking good. It was good thrashy shit, good thrashy death metal that... Uh, didn't like you said didn't stick around too long and uh i guess the problem is it's just the the sheer mountain of releases that they have yeah definitely right so yeah this is good it sticks right in there with the rest of them uh one of my favorite then slaughter releases is goat from like 2002 or 2003 yeah that's a good one um, it's right in line with that one so i mean it's uh more solid shit from Nunslaughter, i guess um but there's already a ton of solid shit from Nunslaughter, you know? For sure, yeah. I guess if you've been hanging around with Nunslaughter since, you know, the late 80s, early 90s, whatever. Um, and Matt formed in like 87. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you've been if you've been hanging, riding with them that long, then, you know, maybe you're burnt out. But I, I have to imagine that this is probably several people's uh, introduction to this band. Like this episode I, will yeah. probably be the, uh, several people's introduction to this band. So yeah, you have no shortage of material to jump into. And from the sounds of it, uh, this new record is, is, is as good a place as any, uh, because yeah, that was really good. Here's what I would say. If you haven't heard Nunslaughter before, if you've got a band called Nunslaughter, mm-hmm. right. That has been around for 33, 34 years. Yeah. They know what the fuck they're doing. Indeed. Yes. Yeah. Right. They know they're doing exactly what the fuck they set out to do. They know how to do it. Um, so pretty much, I mean, the uh, every single Nunslaughter release, the artwork is not fooling anybody, right? Right, yeah. Th- this one this one has, you know, the muscular Baphomet um, with the beheaded virgin while he grips her left breast in his claw. Yeah. And uh, the disemboweled Christ on the virgin's lap, Indeed, right? Yeah. While, while a church burns in the background and a naked nun thing that looks like something out of the witcher crawls up to i guess lick the blood or maybe go after you know jesus's beans and twigs or something like that <laughs> i don't i don't know right yeah but you look at that artwork and you see the band is called nun slaughter there's no fucking surprises here sure yeah exactly there's no fucking surprises here and and when you learn that they've been doing it for you know over 30 years they know what the fuck they're doing yeah for sure um, all right, cool. Let's uh, let's roll the dice one more time because we only got a we only got like a couple of messages tonight. So let's get through uh, let's get through some more music. Three. All right, three is uh, is what Grant Williams claims is the uh, the summer uh, windows down fucking band of the year. So this is Nuovo Testamento with New See? Earth. And these are some fucking minks and foxes here. Yes, indeed. Yes. These are some good looking motherfuckers that can wear black clothes and not look like a fucking eclipse. Right? <laughs> yeah. Yep. Not look like the shadow of an eclipse. Right? <laughs> right. Yeah. They can pretty much get away with wearing almost anything they want. Right. Sure. 
So this is right up front. They're getting you. They're getting you with the uh, with the package. So we'll see if this <laughs> delivers, right? Yeah. So you can find this at nuovotestamento.bandcamp.com. Um, it looks like they uh, they've got a um, a self titled track for the release on here. So um, you know we tend to do that. They also actually you know what Grant actually suggested a specific song. So I'm gonna I'm gonna defer to him on this one. So we're uh, we're gonna hear the second song actually. So we're gonna listen to the Searcher by Nuovo Testamento off of their record New earth.
Okay, we just heard the song The Searcher by Nuovo Testamento off of their record New Earth. Nate, how'd you feel about this? I think if you don't like this, you're lying. <laughs> That's a good answer. Yeah. For I bought sure. this. I bought this sold out. I found a copy and I bought it. Um sure. Yeah, this is if you don't like this, you're lying. You in your heart of hearts, you fucking like this. Yeah, right? For sure, man. Like yeah. if you talk to me even 10 years ago, I'd tell you I didn't like this, but I fucking like this, right? <laughs> yeah. Yep. If you talk to me when this sort of shit was on the radio in like the 80s, mm-hmm. right? I'd probably, you know, my little 10-year-old head would have told you, told you, I don't fucking like this, you know? I didn't like Molly Crew. I didn't like hair metal. But, you know, I like shitty, I like shitty, like almost cartoonishly shitty 80s music. You right. know what I mean? Sure. But I, I, I would have told you I don't like this because I thought it was new Madonna song or some shit like that. Right. But I fucking like that. Yeah. Right? Yeah, for sure, man. <laughs> it's it's really fucking good. Yeah. It's really fucking good. This 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 is this is almost algorithmically programmed to just make your brain feel good and convince you to buy their merchandise. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. This is this is the kind of stuff that reminds me um that I that I don't dislike pop music at all. I just dislike its present uh prevailing iteration. Right. Because right, exactly because I fucking love this and this is just as this is just as bubblegum and as you mentioned algorithmic as anything that's out now but it's one that uh, caters to my tastes and my nostalgia uh, far more effectively than like ninety nine percent of other shit that I would ever hear on the radio. Um, I also do like just like the subtle sheen of like post punk and goth on this. Like this is yeah. this is yeah. make no mistake like pop music and it and it claims as much. It's definitely drawing from metallo disco which I find fucking love actually i love like giorgio moroder and shit like that um so the presence of the italo disco disco stuff is actually um very refreshing for me and this being an italian band especially so but yeah make no mistake this is fucking pop music at its core um but it's it's a variety of it that uh really really appeals to me and man the production on this was great her voice is great Mm, yep they got the look the aesthetic is good yeah again this is a thing that i'm a sucker for pretty much you know nine out of ten times um um, this is really, really fucking good. I liked it a lot. Grant, you are correct in saying that this is the the summer windows down jam of uh, of the season. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna promptly listen to the rest of this LP and uh, yeah. see if I can't track down a copy of it for myself. And and this is the thing too, because this is what the robots don't want you to fucking hear. Right? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. This is what the fucking robots don't want you to hear, because then you you you're hip to their fucking tricks, right? Right. They want they want you they want you to pay attention to the shit that they fucking grind out and like milk millions of dollars from from I don't even know where the ether from right right yeah you know I could honestly couldn't name you a, a, a current current I said it before I couldn't name you a current pop star because pop music is so goddamn abysmal right sure. This is what the fucking robots don't want you to hear. That's right. Yes, the fact that in uh, that uh, in actuality, incredibly good and compelling music can be made within the uh, the slim confines of the of the pop of the pop genre um, to great effect. So, um, yeah, this was really good. Thanks to Grant for sending this our way. Um, this is uh, this is definitely one of my one of my favorite uh, discoveries of the year so far. I like that a fucking lot. Mm-hmm. So on that note, let's uh, let's listen to some voicemails. Call it a night. Hey, Smokey Johnson here yet again, calling to issue a formal apology for calling your podcast twice uh, before one episode was released. 
I assumed you guys would be on the same rigorous schedule as D. Smokey Johnson calling every single Monday to, you know, Friday-ish uh, to be on the Sunday episode. But uh, obviously, your schedule is not as uh, taut and uh, airtight as mine is, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. I just want to issue a formal apology uh, for calling twice. Hopefully, this doesn't get put on another episode with another one of my goddamn stupid calls. Uh, I'd like to offer myself up for summary, uh, summary execution. If you want to put me on the gallows, feel free. Ready to go anytime. E. Smokey Johnson, doing smoking cock smoker, signing the fuck off once again. Okay, so a couple things. Yeah. I like his rigorous, tight schedule of every single <laughs> Monday to, you know, Friday-ish. Yeah. Also, the only reason that we had two Smokey Johnson calls in there is because of your inane rule that we can't have more than three voicemails played which we promptly scrapped. Yeah, by we, you mean you and the mouse in your pocket because <laughs> I would much uh, rather. Me. We, we broke it last week. I would much and, rather uh, stick to that rule. So, but. No, it's, but see, then we fuck everybody up. That's what I told We're going to fuck everybody up. Yeah, yeah, you're not wrong, I, I suppose, on that front. But, um, you know, shout out to Smokey Johnson, D. Smokey Johnson, Johnson for uh, issuing the apology. No hard feelings at all. Um, I'm sorry that, uh, we didn't adhere to your rigorous schedule, but, uh, you know, we try to run a tight ship around here, but every once in a while, you know, life gets in the way. So that was, uh, that was our bad. We'll call that one. We'll chalk that one up to a clerical error. Um, we just got one more. So let's listen to that real quick. Hey there, boys. The name is Big Sexy. I was on my morning commute the other day, listening to my favorite NPR sex pot Terry Gross. Boy, I'd like to get fresh for that air, if you know what I mean. And I think you do, Nate. Anyway, Gray, you better be careful on that astral plane. Shit gets pretty fucked up out there. Alright, hope everyone has a good calm, you. Stay sexy, boys. Okay. Now I know that wasn't a real call because Terry Gross is not on in the morning and uh, the local NPR station around Indianapolis. <laughs> wow. That's uh, your, <clears throat> you have a, a wide base of knowledge to draw from about Terry Gross. The only reason I know is because that's when I turn the fucking radio off is every goddamn day at 2 p.m. <laughs> oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, you're right. I do need to be uh, careful on the astral plane. There's uh, no telling what sort of shit could go down there. I know all too well as I was accidentally stalking someone in the astral plane for uh, months without my knowledge. So, and drug a ghost back with him to haunt him and uh, haunt him and his uh, partner. <laughs> in fact, we have uh, we have witnessed the ghost a few times over the past uh, couple weeks. Now, oh, well, how come you haven't said anything? Well, just because you know, I <laughs> I know I know what the reaction will be. You, I'm telling you, you got to get a, you got to get footage of it. It's hard to do it. It comes in like a, it comes in split second, you know, flashes, and like I don't feel compelled to like set up a fucking camera system. But it's the same spot over and over again. The other night, Zaven went into the shower, and I was like watching something on my computer, and I thought to myself, "Oh, that's weird that she's out of the shower already. It's only been like three minutes because I saw somebody walk across the living room, and when I looked up, it wasn't there." She, since then, has seen the exact same thing in the exact same place, like two separate occasions. I wonder if the ghost is going to hang around after your neighbor's fumes have left. When you finally <laughs> that, that, that will be, um, yeah, that's an interesting question. I guess we'll find out. Maybe I, I, we're getting a little I, residual. 
I think I am going to contact Knight, Northwest Indiana Ghost Hunting Team, and try to put you in touch with him. <laughs> okay. Oh, you should. You should do exactly that. You know, um, and maybe they don't want to come all the way over here, but I'm sure we've got some, you know, they, they probably got, you know, they run small circles. I mean, the hardcore circle is fairly small. I'm certain that the fucking formalized ghost hunting team circle is even smaller. I, I would imagine that's probably fair. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, I, we got a couple messages. One we got uh, it says, yo, this is Greeno. I don't know. It's Greeno or Greena for Greena. Um, he says, I run not for the weak records and I drum in lethal means. Just wanted to reach out and extend my thanks for playing us on your podcast as well as for the kind words on the label. Y'all rock. Keep it up. And he says, P.S. <laughs> I promise the rest of the lethal means record is all D beat. Just not that song. There you go. So there you go. Uh, thank you. Uh, thank you for putting out good records. Thanks for playing in a cool band. Uh, we appreciate what you do from from somebody else who runs a, a, a small label to yourselves. Um, it's a thankless job, but somebody's got to do it. Yeah. Um, and then next up, we've got a follow up from AJ on the uh, ongoing family drama. <laughs> Part four, nothing has changed in regards to charges dropped or anything related, but there is a lot of family discourse and my grandmother is mad. She's going to be a great grandparent to a child of incest. In parentheses, I don't think she understands the concept of incest, but hey, senility. So this discourse was a pro-life, God-fearing family trying to convince a 34-year-old woman to have an abortion because she fucked her 32-year-old stepson, legally claiming it's coercion. Liberals versus people who accuse them of being spiteful to the family and his dad's politics i can't wait to see what goes on from here i should write a movie script about this it'll win an oscar oh see so i didn't know the ages of the people involved uh -huh. perfectly normal now yeah right? now it's yeah now it's it's nothing to even you know shake you a stick know, at two two star-crossed ships in the night and mm -hmm. what are they going to do ignore ignore their passions and love for one another despite everybody telling them that it's wrong Right. What's what's wrong about it? There's no there's no shared genealogy here. Yeah, exactly. Right? In love, there's uh, there's there's no wrongs, you know. There's no wrongs. There's uh, I don't know. No, I guess. Well, as Outback says, no rules, just right. Yeah, yeah. or something. I don't know. <laughs> I, I I was trying to have a witty comeback to you know. Well, there's you know, come up with a new you know, uh, you know. I don't know. Fuck it. Who gives a shit? You know, you know what? Fuck it. 34 year old stepmom. If you want, who gives a shit? Right. Yeah. Who cares? Um, so, uh, I guess we'll wrap it up there for now. Uh, if you want to send music in, it's demo, listen, podcast at gmail.com. If you want to call and leave us a message or shoot us a text, it's two, six, zero, two, 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 eight, three, four, one. If you want to join the Patreon, it is patreon.com slash demo, listen, podcast. If you want to write and review, uh, please do so. It helps us out, I guess, uh, do it on iTunes or your podcatcher of choice. Tell your friends about the show. Um, as I said, it's, uh, it's, a, it's an entirely grassroots thing that we don't advertise or push on anybody. Uh, we just rely on people tuning in of their own volition, um, and we appreciate everybody who does. I got no other thoughts. I got to go get this edited and keep an eye out for the ghost. Nate, you got anything else? Not really. Just this is not the dystopia that I wished for. Indeed. So. All right. We'll catch you on the next one. Peace. <laughs>